but a judge said no and put a halt on it for right now. This is interesting because you would think both sides would celebrate um, this type of, uh, of healing for the nation. Um, I don't even understand it, Sheriff. Any comment on that? But I wanted everyone yeah, to know that I, I said you were tearing it down, and they were, but it got to stay and stopped. So that's but, why I'm reporting why, it because it changed. Well, why doesn't uh, why doesn't the group that wants to take it down just celebrate that the North won, that the Union won, that the uh, the the South lost, the Confederacy lost, the Confederacy was was killed, was broken, um, and and they won. But this is part of American history. In fact, it's one. It's it's probably the top three things, maybe the top story of American history. That kind of the American we, Revolution, I would agree. This horrible civil war, and and yet, why why do they think that destroying monuments is going to get rid of any of that horrible uh, time because of American? They, history? Because if they can divorce you from your history of, and from your Christianity and from your God, your family, your country, then they can rule you like a tyrannical tyrant. And I really think that's what it's all about. All right, I want to move along because we have a guest today we want to get to in a minute. But believe it or not, Sheriff Mack went to uh, America Fest, if you will, and he becomes a man-on-the-street reporter. And he asks several different people two questions. We're going to play these videos. Um, we're going to play them. Let Richard Mack make a comment. They're in no particular order, but really they're interesting responses. Here is the first one. Hi, this is Sheriff Mack at the America Fest in Phoenix. And your name? Uh, my name's Anna. And you're with what organization? Uh, I'm with uh, NFSC, the New Federal State of China, and our mission is to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so let me ask you, what's the worst thing going on in the world right now? Well, the worst thing that is going on in the world that we can see right now is what the CCP have been doing to the world. It's a destruction causing and a splitting and a separation between the families, the people, and what has been going on with the communities. This is a separation the CCP has been doing, and this is the most destruction that they have done, as well as all their plans and their secret happenings. Okay, and what's the solution? Well, the solution is to follow the truth, to follow the money, and to look out with logic and open up your eyes. And I would say for now, for the people, we should unite together and stand with the people's mind. And that's what we do in the NFC. We stand with the people and we share the truth. So follow the truth and share around. That is fantastic. Good luck to all of you. We're with you all the way. Good luck to you too. Thanks. Do you want to make a quick response to her um interview i know we're going to really dig into that and have them on if we can here soon they're saying the biggest threat to america is the ccp and the solution is to shut them down sheriff their whole organization they have they have a replacement uh form of government ready to go uh these people there was probably 30 40 people working their booth they had a huge booth uh, their whole goal is to get rid of the Chinese Communist Party and Xi, uh, President Xi. Uh, I, I was so touched by them, Sam, and and watching this uh, beautiful Asian lady talk about this. Uh, I, maybe people don't understand. Every one of them, and this lady that did this interview with me, uh, are risking their lives. And, and I even talked to some of them off camera about that. You, you know you're risking your life, you and your family, 
are risking their lives for the stance that you're taking here. They all realized that and they said, yes, we are. And Sam, what are the American people doing to stop the CCP, to stop? Uh, and one of the worst things ever happened to America is Joe Biden. And what are we doing to stop the corruption, to stop the hate and to stop uh, the horrible catastrophe disaster at the border? And Well, between and the I, two I, of I, us, we, we sued the Supreme Court over our right to keep and bear arms. Uh, we've also been right. on the radio for a long time, and we've done our very best on the border, including working with a guy that flies drones on the border. So we as a people have done yeah. quite a bit, but as a nation, certainly not enough. And we're going to get an interview with them in more detail and go through this, though, because, hey, we all need to shut down the CCP and their agenda. They're really building a base straight here in our backyard. We'll talk about that with right. them as well. Here's the next two-minute interview. Okay, and what's your name? Mark Del Maestro. And you're kind of politically active, aren't you? I sure am. Okay, Vietnam, Vietnam vet, right? <laughs> Riverboats. Okay. Um, okay, real quick. What's the worst thing going on in America today? What's the absolute worst problem? The churches aren't stepping up. They're not stepping up and asking their congregation to register to vote and vote for people who believe in God. And that's... And the so fear the, of anybody getting involved is a huge problem. Well, so that solution is very easy then. We can hopefully. What's the solution? We can weaponize the, the pastor's voices and weaponize the people's voice. So, if you're going to vote for Biden, you're going to vote for the cartels. Why would you vote for the cartels? What are they doing for you? Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to vote for them again? You're going to vote for inflation? You're going to vote for war? What are you voting for? And they're afraid to even speak out. And we have to weaponize the, our, the people's voices. And we have to get the pastors on board and know that God wants to know who his warriors are. That's all he wants to know. Who's going to stand up for him? And the, that's the biggest problem. The Christians of America need to wake up and unite. Yes, because if they don't get to the voting booth, we could lose this country because of their laziness and their fear. Right. And everybody's afraid. Sheriff Mack, I only have one thing to say. I don't like the word weaponize. I really like the word uh, educate, strengthen, and encourage to keep their oaths of office. Uh, so yeah. due process, oath of office. I, I understand what he's saying, but they're the ones that weaponize. We don't. We're the ones that obey the law uh, and defend. And so I, I understand his point, but I want to be careful with words. And that's why for, we're for restoration rather than revolution. We don't want to weaponize. We want to protect and defend and what interpose. Those would be the words that I would use, Sheriff. Yeah, I was surprised he used that word also, but I, I do know what he means. And and I know uh, Mark. Uh, he's been a, a, a and I life and with what he means and with what he means, I agree because I think his heart's pure. But I want to make it very clear yeah. on the radio what we're not and what we <clears throat> are endorsing. Well, he, he and by weaponized, he meant fight. And, you know, a lot of people on I the agree. left will say, if you ever use the word fight, if you're going to fight for freedom, then you're advocating violence. It's not true. But uh, and, and him as a, a Vietnam vet, maybe he he knows the, the importance of a weapon and his weapon is uh, the sword of justice and the sword of God. And and so I, I know I know him. And so I know what I he agree. Meant, but, 
No problem. I just want to make sure that on the radio and TV, hey, when they take us to court, whatever they do, we'll play it right back. And we want to be very clear about who we are. We've never advocated for violence, and neither is Mark. He's merely saying that we have tools given to us by our founders to protect our God-given inalienable rights, and we will use those tools to the best of our ability against everything that's been weaponized against us. And I guess it takes weapons sometimes to deal with weapons is the point. And sadly, that's true. But we're in a defensive, peaceful mode, and we just ask the government, all governments, to stay in their own lanes. That's what we're talking about. All right, here's the next one. He even said, if you vote for Biden, you're voting for war. He is against war. He's been a part of it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, we, we follow the Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas. All right, here's the third one. Hi, this is uh, Sheriff Max speaking with future Sheriff of Maricopa County, Jerry Sheridan. And uh, Jerry, really quickly, I've got two questions. That's what I'm doing for everybody here. What is the worst thing happening to America today? From my perspective, the worst thing that's happening in America today is a lack of respect and support for your law enforcement officers that are out there to protect you and your constitutional rights well i guess then what's the solution uh the solution is to make sure that your law enforcement officers and especially your elected sheriff know and understand what the constitution is all about how it protects the people their freedoms and liberties and to make sure their personnel the deputies and the officers are trained in the United States Constitution and how it applies to their daily business of keeping you safe. Wow, you got my vote. There you go. Very interesting. We are looking for good sheriffs who understand due process of law, who understand their job is to interpose, and who most importantly understand and will defend due process. Here's the next one. Okay, we have two young men here, and your names? My name's Nico Delgado, and I'm Lincoln Wars. Okay, so together, I guess we can do this. I'm going to ask you one question, I'm going to ask him what the solution is, okay? So what's the worst thing going on in America today? 30 seconds. I'd say the wide open border. Uh, It's allowing illegal immigrants to come in rampantly. Not only illegal immigrants, but terrorists and other members that are trying to hurt our country. That brings along drugs and illegal weapons. It's it's just killing our country. Okay. What's the solution? And the solution is very simple. It's to build back President Trump's wall on all borderline states and to cover it completely with the wall. It'll stop illegal aliens and dangerous people from coming and fentanyl coming across the border. Wow. Thank you guys, appreciate it. How old are you? 16, 13. Whoa, congratulations. 16 and 13 years old, nailing one of the biggest problems in America so succinctly is incredible, no doubt about it. Here's another one. Okay, Sheriff Mack, once again at the Ampest, and I'm talking with? Garrett. I have one, two questions for you. First, what's the worst thing happening to America today? I would say that the worst thing is the turning in of Americans only towards each other, towards themselves, um, and the breakdown of communication between all of us. And so what's the solution? The solution is love, and love is God, so in a sense the solution is Jesus, but 
Um, actually not, but I'm going to just stick to that. The solution is Jesus. The solution is loving our neighbors because... And what organization are you with? Um, so I am with Israel 365 and Texas for Israel, and we're just out here supporting um, Israel during Hamas and everything that's been happening recently and just spreading love and truth and uh, genuine information. All right, there you have it. How many more do we have? Two more? All right, well, let's go with the next one. Okay, this is Tom Holman at the America Fest in Phoenix. And Tom, thank you for the work you're doing. Real quickly, one question. What is the worst thing happening in America today? The open border. It's a national security crisis, the biggest national security failure in this country since 9-11. Oh, my God. What's the solution? Speaking as Tom Holman, an individual, we need a strong president. Someone like President Trump who can come in. And, and destroy the cartels, take them off the face of the earth. They, the criminal cartels of Mexico have killed more Americans than any terrorist organization. And, and, and someone like Trump can take, take them out. And that's what we need. Thank you so much. Appreciate the work you're doing. You it. God bless. All right, there you have it. One more Men on the Street video. Check it out. Work. Hi, this is Sheriff Mack again at the uh, Freedom Fest in uh, Arizona. And we're here with... Sorrell Warfield. Nice to have you here. Where are you from? Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Question. I'm doing this with lots of people here today. What is the worst thing happening to America today? I would say the uh, the military, the the uh, the integration of the different things the military has to deal with, as far as uh, uh, I would guess the. Uh, Gender, generalization so you, in America. You, you, you think that is compromising the military strength? I think it really does compromise the military strength. So uh, I, I guess the solution to that would be kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> Eliminate this and, and let's just get back to, to our regular genders that we all started with from the very first uh, man and female from the very beginning of the Bible. So pretty it. simple. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sheriff Mack, there's the summary of the responses that you got from all those different people. We've got three photos for you to highlight of who you spent some time with, but give us a quick summary uh, of the whole event. Were you pleased with it? Uh, yeah, Sam, I, I was. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the biggest issue was the border crisis. And every bit of that has been uh the blame of the Biden administration, the lies, the subterfuge, uh, the election fraud related to illegal immigration. Well, how does that how does that equate, Sam? Because the Democrat Party and the Biden administration are intentionally bringing in tens of millions of illegal aliens, so that they can get on the reg uh, voter registration rolls, which many of them already are. And this is a subterfuge of the Democrat Party to create a political monopoly in order to have uh, their party and their agenda guaranteed in America, which is already destroying our country and, and destroying liberty and our Constitution. This is the subterfuge and they do not give a damn about national security. They care about their political uh, well-being. And that's it. And that's why this is happening. And we all need to realize that. 
Amen to that. If I were asked the same two questions, what's the best and the worst about America? The best is we're still free to say what we want and we're not in prison. Uh, and that includes our guest coming up here in a second. Thank the good Lord. We're all free right now. The worst in America, in my opinion, is the lack of religion and morality in the people. If we had a religious and a moral people, we wouldn't be in this crisis. The fact is the people have forgotten God Almighty and they're paying the consequences. And if we turn back to God, turn back to the God-ordained traditional family, turn back to the country in the traditions of our founders, uh, these problems would largely dissipate. Our guest, I had him on the radio with us um, on uh, the 5th of December, and it was such a great radio show we thought would bring him back today his name is diego rodriguez also known as the freedom man the freedomman.org was his website but the government literally took it down by criminal government in my humble opinion to which i'm entitled please now go to freedomman.ws because they got it up internationally and that's where you can learn more about what's going on with diego and i want to get into diego's story a little bit more but first, welcome to the show, Diego. And Sheriff, why don't you ask Diego the same questions you asked everybody else as a man on the street, sir? Well, Diego, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. But I do want to ask you that same question. Uh, did you hear the question? Do you know the question? I did. What's the worst thing going on in America right now? Yes. What? So what is your opinion on that? Uh, boy, that's a, a tough one, but I have to say the worst because there's so many things going on in America right now that uh, I think we shouldn't be pleased with. But I'll probably have to say the worst thing going on in America would be the absolute destruction of uh, masculinity and the role of uh, male leadership in our country, which is the result of you know decades of the feminist doctrine, which was supposed to make women equal with men. But, of course, um, that's not what it was really designed to do. What it's actually done, of course, is just absolutely and completely undermined uh, the fabric of, of, of our society and completely undermined the institution of the family. And so I think that's the whole decimated problem. Decimated the role of the father, decimated the role of the father uh, as leader of his home as well, Diego. That's really important, absolutely. especially in your case. I would say the reason why it's the most important thing is every single solution that you guys have uh, described and, and come up with, you know, God has ordained for men to take those, those leadership roles. So if we want a good president, you know, to lead the country, we want good sheriffs. If we want you know, families, good, strong pastors, you have to have men being men. You have to have the reinstitution of male leadership and biblical masculinity again. If we had men being men, pastors teaching men to be men, fathers teaching their sons to be men, we wouldn't have the problems we have today. But the reality is all the problems we have are a result of men withdrawing themselves from their biblical roles and responsibility. Now he sounds like our buddy Jesse Lee Peterson, Sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Diego, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I believe you're Latin American or Hispanic. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a Mexican. It's okay to say Mexican. It's not a racist well, term. Then why have we allowed you on this show, for heaven's sake, my yeah. goodness? You know, we're, uh, don't, don't you know that Sam you and I are racist? Because yeah, he's right. Racist. He's got an incredible story. That's why. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, as far as I'm concerned, Diego, you're my brother and and uh, everybody else uh, that I don't care how dark complected you are or what language you speak or what country you're from or who your daddy was. Sam and I don't care. What we care about is the content of your character. 
exactly what Martin Luther King said. That's what we care about. And we're delighted, by the way. Here's what happened. St. Luke's Hospital uh, really did a number on uh, Diego's grandchild, really on Diego's daughter and her husband. Uh, They literally had a malnutrition baby due to some uh, allergic issues, as far as I understand it. Uh, allergic to certain foods, etc., and they wanted to make sure in, in, they were doing the right thing. They wanted to make sure the baby remained hydrated and did well. So they took the baby innocently to St. Luke's. I, everything went off the rails from there because St. Luke's, in bed with the Department of Family Services for Idaho, had kind of a different agenda, which was to take the baby uh, and put the baby uh, in a foster home or whatever. Now, the government says that narrative is completely conspiracy theory and completely bogus. The problem is Diego and Ammon Bundy and others have the proof of this. The problem becomes, can you even exercise your own free speech and exercise your own opinion about what happened? Or do you end up going to jail or getting fined so much money you're financially ruined, uh, Diego? That's really the point. Can I even report on this or not? <clears throat> well, you know, someone on your show there earlier was somebody that uh, Sheriff Mack was was speaking to use the term weaponized, and I appreciate the way you uh, – you made clarity about uh, using that term. However, I would say that beyond any question or shadow of doubt, the other side, you know, our enemies here in, in our political society are weaponizing the legal system against us. So what they are able to do is say, oh, you can say whatever you want to say you have. And I'm using air quotes here, freedom of speech. But we will then weaponize our legal system against you to shut you down and pragmatically cancel your freedom of speech. So that the average person who does not have the resource be, resources, be that time, money, energy, uh, a platform, support, etc., can't speak. And the reality is most Americans are afraid to speak today because they realize I'll be shut down. I'll lose my job. I'll lose money. I can't pay my bills. I can't afford a lawyer. I can't. So people are afraid to speak. And yes, it can ultimately lead to, in the case of our good friend Ammon, homelessness, where you are sued so um destructively that the enemies literally take your home and force you to be homeless because of bad laws in a state like in this case, Idaho, Um, or you are so financially ruined that you can't restart your life all over again. And that's the number one goal is they want to put so much pressure on somebody financially because I mean, in our case, just by way of example, um, in our case, people kept saying to me and Emin, why don't you just hire you a good lawyer and get them to go out there and fight for you and, Put it over there to those people, you know, put them in their place. Well, you know, getting a good lawyer would have cost us, in this case, over $700,000. Now, the lawyers we went to told us it would be between two hundred and fifty to $500,000. But now that the case is over, we can show you the um, the documentation that they provided the other side that, you know, who are, who are suing us in court that they spent over $700,000 with their law firm, you know, litigating this case against us. So if we just, you know, let all things be equal we would have had to have spent $700,000. And here's something that most Americans don't understand. If you win your case when you're sued, you don't get that money back. You just spent $700,000 just to prove that you did nothing wrong. Your life's been ruined. Your money's all gone. You're in debt. You've lost everything. Uh, But at least you don't have to go to jail now, or at least you don't have to spend $52 million just the $700,000. And so how many Americans can do that? How many Americans well, can spend? Well, and they put these numbers. They put these numbers that are out there. They said you guys owe, and I don't know who you guys means. It's like uh, Diego and uh, um, 
all of Diego's uh, relationships or businesses or entities or whatever. I don't know what term to use here. The same thing with Ammon. You guys owe over $50 million. These numbers are designed to send a message. There's no way you guys have that kind of money. I mean, I don't know Diego's personal finances, but I'm telling you, I guarantee the guy doesn't have 50 million laying around. I promise. And and even if we did, it's exactly right. And even if we did, somebody explain to me why I should have to pay it. Why should anybody have to pay $1 or 52 pennies for just speaking the truth? Period. Um, It's absolutely ridiculous. And we're supposed to have these laws here in this country where, you know, we have freedom of speech. It's the First Amendment. Um, and then, of course, we say, well, you know, there's a limit to that. And the limit is you can't defame somebody, which I think that's ridiculous as well. But let's just say you can't. Let's just say these laws where we say you can't defame some, someone else are legitimate uh, in a constitutional republic, which I don't believe they are. But let's just say that they are. If they are, then I'm still allowed to speak the truth. And anybody's allowed to speak the truth without having repercussions. You're or allowed to speak your opinion. Doesn't even have to be the truth. You're allowed to speak your opinion. I 100% agree with that. But in in pragmatically speaking today, ask Alex Jones if he's allowed to speak his opinion. I mean, we our, our judgment was only 52 million. His was over 1 billion. 1 billion dollars. It's it's a figure so ridiculous that you know, it's meant literally to send shock and awe through the emotional you know, response of all Americans who are paying attention to it. The word and, from the government, the word from the government is you better shut up and do what we tell you. That's exactly right. So this is why the reality is we don't have freedom of speech today. We do in law, but we don't pragmatically or in practical terms. Because as soon as you are on the wrong side of the of a government issue, as soon as the government wants to shut you down, they have the means to do so without physically harming you. Now, it could ultimately end up as a, as a physical harm because the way they use the court yeah, system to attack you. Come. Say that again. They murdered Ashley Babbitt and Lavoie Finnicum. They murdered Vicki sure Weaver did. with a baby in her arms unarmed. So let's be very clear who's doing the killing. That's exactly right. You know, they tased Ammon Bundy three times. They picked up and body slammed his his aunt to the ground. Everybody can can watch those videos. And right now, Ammon Bundy has, you know, lost his house. They've made him homeless. He has a warrant out for his arrest. I have a warrant out for my arrest. If I were to walk into the state of Idaho right now, they would handcuff me, throw me in jail, abuse me. The type of abuse that goes on, by the way, in these in these county jails um, is is extreme. In fact, you guys both know Ammon personally, and he will tell you that the abuse that he received in the Ada County Jail was worse than the federal penitentiary he was in for two years, including when he was in solitary confinement for 10 months. He said the torture well, and, and abuse he went through in jail was worse. All this started out because they claimed that he was trespassing in the ambulance area where other people were too, and he didn't leave timely enough. And so then he had free speech to say he thinks the hospital was criminal and he has the right to have that view. And you have that view. And, and now you guys are um, uh, potentially uh, at risk at every second of your life, looking over your shoulder because the feds are going to come or who knows who. Um, and uh, all because you expressed that you think the hospital was acting in bad faith. Is that what we're talking about? And I don't just think they were acting in bad faith. I have the proof and the documents and the evidence, but the judge in the case, judge Lynn Norton issued an order denying and prohibiting me from bringing evidence in my case in my favor. So everything I have, here's evidence that what I said is true. No, you cannot bring that to the court case. We will not allow you. How can we have due process in this country if literally, literally 
you're not even allowed to bring evidence in your own case, including the fact that the responses that I made on paper, my written responses to the accusations made against me, where I, you know, I explained all the evidence and I shared all the evidence in the written documentation, which is called the, the legal response, the judge struck it from the record. So the jury would never be able to see it. History would never be able to see it. It's all gone. That sounds like something that goes on in the gulags. That sounds like something that happened in the Soviet Union. This is America, and this is Idaho, and this is going on in 2023. Sheriff, what do you say to that due process violation? No discovery. You can't put your information on the table for evidence. The jury doesn't get a fair shot to really uh, assess what's going on. Uh, now $50-plus million owed. Diego can't set foot in Idaho. Uh, at some point, maybe they'll cooperate and reach out further. Who knows what their limits are? What do you say to all this, though? This is the problem in America. Then what they say is everybody's a flight risk. Well, everybody's a flight risk because they have no due process, Sheriff. Well, you could easily say it, uh, or answer my question, what's the worst thing going on in America today? And that is the lack of justice, that the courts have become so corrupt. And And my answer to that, Diego, just so you know, my answer is, the absolute ubiquitous, uh, the absolute uh, penetrating uh, control of the whole uh, justice system, the entire justice system has been compromised and is totally corrupt. And they, when, when, when an officer or a judge says, the law is what I say it is, well, I'm afraid they're right. Because a corrupt judge in any court, they basically can do whatever they want, and there's no recourse for the accused. And the whole system is supposed to be geared towards protecting the accused. And That's that right. is so, gone. Sheriff, it has been destroyed so, Sheriff, by the here's corruption the question. of the justice system. Here's right. the question. Ammon Bundy on the run. They can arrest him anywhere in the country because as far as I understand, I don't know what the terms are for these, but it's like a nationwide extradition. You can get Ammon wherever he's at. Diego, different. If he's out of Idaho, he's probably somewhat safe. But both of them have this hanging over their head, $50 million plus million, which they'll never be able to pay, and everybody knows it. Their financial lives are ruined. Their characters are completely destroyed. They never had due process. They never had proper discovery. Ammon served in jail for two years. And all the government at the end said was, well, the government's so corrupt, we have to have a mistrial. Uh, and we look at this whole thing, and then you go, Ken Cromar's in jail because he avoided his taxes. But you know what? Um, Hunter Biden's taxes are owed, and he's free. Uh, his daughter, whatever Biden, whatever her name is, I'd have to look up her name right now. She is in the same kind of scenario where she owes a bunch of taxes. She's not arrested. Uh, Joe Biden says, pay your fair share. Oh, her name is Ashley yeah. Biden. She owes a bunch of taxes. Hunter owes yeah. a bunch of taxes. Um, you've got Stuart Rhodes in prison for the January 6th thing. Uh, you've got a journalist who reported from the outside, didn't even go in for Blaze TV, which I'll be reporting on in the next couple of days. Uh, they're literally having the government come after him because he was a journalist doing his job covering January 6th. I had Stuart Rhodes on the radio with me the day before January 6th. So how long is it going to be till they just round us all up, Sheriff? Well, it, what, what's, it, the, what's uh, the end game? What's next? It, go, it kind of goes back to what Diego was saying. We've turned America into a, a gulag, 
and you pretty much know if government's coming after you that it's not going to be fair, uh, it's not going to be constitutional, uh, it's not going to be principle-based, it's not going to be uh, on the side of the accused, it'll be on the side of politics and personal opinions and agendas of the judge. Uh, and it, this is happening way too often. And if there was ever a time we need our nation's law enforcement to return to the principles of our oath of office and our constitution and the defense thereof, it is now. We have got to uh, return to the, we've got to return to our foundation or America is doomed. Not just Diego and Ammon, but America is doomed. Agreed. Diego, what do you think of what I'm saying, though? It's only a matter of time till I come or you come or you get arrested or Ammon gets arrested or I get arrested or the next guy down the road that's a journalist gets arrested. I mean, where does this end? They're going to literally have gangbangers and illegals crossing the border, destroying this country with literally hatred for America while guys like you and I sit behind bars. That's really what that we're headed for. How do we end this thing? How can we say, wait a minute, there's got to be common sense here. Uh, with Diego and Idaho, with Ammon and whatever. And there's got to be an end game here um, to get you guys out of Hawk or to somehow, uh, uh, what's the future? What do you think is going to, what's going to go on here? Well, I do think you nailed it right there in the sense that the end game for them, I'll talk about what I think it should be for us and could be for us, but the end game for them ultimately is compliance. Because if you take a look at everything that they're doing that we just described, the whole point here is it's kind of like the ESG system that's going on in our country. And you see the social credit system in China uh, where they're saying, look, as long as you do everything we tell you to do, you'll have a decent life. You can you can go to school. You can go to college. You can get a job. You can take the plane. You can travel. You, you have regular social benefits. But if you get out of line with us and you don't comply, we're going to life a living hell. So what the message they're sending over here in the U.S. is the same thing comply with everything the government's telling you be compliant with our leftist ideology be compliant with you know the globalist movement that's moving into the united states where we want you to own nothing we don't want to have private property don't worry you'll be happy we want you to eat crickets we, we don't want you to believe in god we don't want you to know if you're a man or a woman we don't want you to think you have control over your own children we'll teach your children what to think as long as you comply you won't have the problems that ammon and and sam and yeah. sheriff mac have and that diego has and yeah. that all these other you know, right wingers and all these other, you know, extremists have those guys are extremists. And because they're extremists, that's yeah, the they're racists and extremists. Yeah. No, you're anti-government. Diego, we're all anti-government. And so, of course, uh, we have no right to say anything because we're anti-government. Let's be real clear here. Then, then we're why did anti-corruption. Go free? You know, the human why did let that... Ammon go free? And the government was the only one anti-government. They violated the laws and Ammon went free, according to the jury. And when he got extradited to Nevada, um, the judge even said the government was corrupt and out of control. They didn't say Ammon was. Yep. And Ammon served two years in jail judge and guilty of nothing. <laughs> a corrupt judge said wow. that, the, that the FBI was corrupt. A corrupt judge that literally hated Ammon and his family. They hate, but so yeah. just to cover her own back, and she had to to say exactly what she said there. That's correct. And if you just look at the the ridiculousness of their claims, you know they say people like I've been called a white supremacist, okay, and they say things like we're anti-government. <laughs> to yeah. call me anti-government, I have on my blog the Freedom and Press blog that you guys can see there, and it's because it's a personal faith of mine. I am one of the few people, I imagine you guys would probably fall in the same boat, but we're some of the few people who my faith dictates to me 
that not only am I in favor of government, I believe that government is an institution ordained by God. How much more pro-government can I be I than to say, I believe the institution of government is ordained by God, just like the family is ordained by God. The church is ordained by God. But if the church gets out of line based on what I believe God has given the church jurisdiction over, if a father or a family gets out of line based on what I believe you know, uh, God has given a man and a father and a family jurisdiction over, we should speak out against it. I am against parents who abuse their children. I am against churches that become corrupt and become, you know, uh, sinful. I am against a government that becomes corrupt and goes outside the bounds that God has given to it. So just because I'm denouncing something that has become corrupt, it doesn't mean I'm against the institution of it. On the contrary, I'm only denouncing it because I want it to be, which is the term you've used multiple times here, Sam, restored. I want it to be restored to the place in which it was supposed to be. So I believe that, in, that you know, Government is instituted by God. We need civil government. We need churches. We need family. God has instituted all these things. But if any one of them become corrupt, we must denounce it. It's our duty. It's our solemn duty before Amen. God to do so. What's the next step for you and your family, Diego, with this? As far as I understand, baby Cyrus is doing great, growing and thriving with mom and dad where he belongs. Thank the good heavens for people's rights and for that happening. I know the toll was great, but the baby was worth it. But where, do, where does everything stand now and kind of what are the next steps? Is there a way to defuse this situation? Is the government willing to, are we, are we going to be uh, appropriate about this and follow due process? Or is it just going to be uh, they lay weight and create layers for everybody around the country? So uh, I'll, I'll, there's there's several there's several um, steps we're going to be taking from here forward. I'm going to share one of them with you, and I'll share it based on the premise that a very wise man here told me one time, based on the same thing we're talking about, where we're talking about the corruption in government, and particularly corruption in the legal system. And so when you recognize that the legal system is corrupt, you're like, well, there is no hope. Why even bother? However, a uh, wise man once shared with me there is a way to get justice currently right now in the legal system, and it is not the way you would think. It's not by showing truth it's not why it's not by you know demonstrating evidence he said you have to get the people in that corrupt court system fighting amongst one another and if you can get them to fight against each other then you can get justice not because you got actual justice but it's just one group is fighting against another group you know it's a kind of the same thing when you how do you get rid of one cartel you try to fight against the cartel it didn't work too well but if you let them fight amongst themselves they'll defuse it amongst themselves oftentimes and so one of the great things that's happened here is before baby Cyrus was ever even kidnapped illegally by this, you know, government subsidized child trafficking ring that we have going on. Um, our family was on our way out of Idaho, moving to Florida. So some people think that we moved to Florida because baby Cyrus got kidnapped, but that's not true. The truth is we were already moving. In fact, our entire houses were packed up and ready to get out of Dodge. Um, so now that we're over here in, in Florida, that means that there's certain provisions of the, specifically the Constitution that applied to us, meaning the Constitution tells us in in you know Article One, Section Eight, I believe it is, that if there's a controversy between citizens of the various states, one of the whole reasons why the federal government was invented was to solve those controversies. Meaning, it is not fair and it's not just for somebody from Idaho, for example, to sue somebody from Florida, and the entire case is with a. Idaho jury and Idaho judge and Idaho justices and Idaho court system. That's just not fair. Therefore, this is why the federal government even exists is to have that at the federal level. 
Well, when we were in Idaho, of course, it's exactly what was happening. We were already Florida citizens. You know, we were already living over here, and the entire thing was litigated in Idaho, even though we made the petition at the federal court in Idaho for them to remove it to the federal court system. But the federal judge over there who's in bed with everybody there in Idaho um, denied that, which is unconstitutional. But again, in order to fight that, we need hundreds of thousands of dollars, et cetera. Well, now we're here in Florida. So now we can sue them and we can sue them in a federal court here in Florida so they don't have the protections and they don't have the guarantees and the cover of the corrupt court system in Idaho where everybody is together, right? So all of the Idaho players protect one another. I'm not saying that Florida is clean. It's the same thing over here. All the Florida court system would protect itself if, if the, the if shoe was on the other foot. That being said, though, this gives us an opportunity now to sue and to move forward. The big problem was, well, where do we get the money to even start such a lawsuit, and how can we even do such a thing? Well, the truth of the matter is lawyers don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole because of how much time it takes from them and the bandwidth that they would have uh, to to expend in order to properly litigate a case like this. However, right. just two months ago, maybe three now, there was the very first nationally renowned story of a case virtually identical to the story of Baby Cyrus in, in, in the principles of the matter and what took case or what took place where, you know, a child was illegally taken by CPS, DFS, DCFS, it's called something different, but it's basically just child protective services all over the country. Uh, and Arizona, by the way, is one of the worst offenders. Texas is one of the worst offenders. Idaho is a horrible offender. Florida is a, is a terrible offender when it comes to CPS issues. So don't think that there's clean, good right-wing states. They're, they're all bad. All 50 states are bad because they're all subsidized by the federal government to do so. But anyhow, there was a, a, a movie on Netflix. It was a documentary called Taking Care of Maya. And it was a s story just like Baby Cyrus. The difference in, the, in that particular case was the mother was so distraught because they took her, her baby away that and her baby in that case was 10 years old. She committed suicide. It became a national news story. They made a documentary about it. It went to court two months ago or however long ago it was. Um, they sued. And they won the case for $221 million against the hospital. That has not happened heretofore in the last 20 years in this country. Every wow. single time that uh, a hospital has been sued for doing the exact same thing, they're always protected by the system. They're always protected the by movie, the cabal. No, it's not taking care of Maya. It's just called Take Care of Maya, right? Okay. That's right. Take Care of Maya. Thanks for the correction. All so right, Take Care of Maya. Want to make sure know what to look for. It was, it's still on Netflix, and when it was released, it was like number two on Netflix. It got a lot of attention. And because of that, all of a sudden, the lawyers are like, hey, uh, we should take these cases now because, look, we won for $221 million. And so now we do have interest from the legal community, from people who are interested in taking the Baby Cyrus case because it could be the next big Take Care of Maya case. And so that is what we're looking to do here early in, in 2024. In fact, our family just had a meeting about this just the other day as we're looking forward to finding some attorneys, finding a good legal team who can sue from the state of Florida over to the state of Idaho. And we need to make, in this case, it's not just the hospital. It's the hospital. It's the department. It's the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. The no, We have listed on our website all the laws and the statutes that they broke, not just the U.S. Constitution laws, not Idaho Constitution laws, but all the statutes. We show them here's what they did, here's a proof of what they did, and here's a statute, and here's how it was broken. And everybody can see it plainly for themselves, but we have to litigate it, and we have to litigate it outside of that county courtroom where they all protect themselves. Now we have the opportunity to do so, and we're going to do so. Oh, good.
Now, the, mo- the uh, movie is a 2023 one. film done by Henry Roosevelt, just so people know who it is and what to look for to watch it and everything else. And, and our prayers are with you and your family is my only response. Diego, Sheriff Mack? Well, yeah. Now, Diego, you and I talked about this before, but it, it bears repeating, and I want everybody on the Brighteon Network to understand this. Uh, Sam and I have been defamed and libeled and slandered a great deal, especially just within the last year. Uh, Arizona State University, uh, this group out of uh, Montana, IDAHR, whatever human rights organization, they're communists, all of these. Uh, The ASU Journalism School of Journalism is run by a communist. Uh, It's all, and this is, we're seeing it now at Harvard and MIT and other universities, how out of control they are and their leadership is out of control. Uh, And one thing I've learned Every time for the past 20 years that I've been defamed and I've gone to a lawyer, they have said, you have to prove that you were damaged and you have to prove monetarily that you were damaged. You have to show your bank accounts and said, this is what happened to me. Uh, our, our members quit. Uh, we stopped, uh, dues stopped, donations stopped and or went down exponentially. We have to prove that we were damaged. How in the world did that St. Luke's Hospital prove that they were damaged to the tune of $52 million? Even, even okay, let's say, did they even prove at all that they lost a million dollars? Did they prove any monetary damage whatsoever? Yeah, the, the answer is, of course not. Absolutely not. But... As we've already discussed, and as as people are starting to learn, understand. Well, did, they ha- did they show any? Did they show any patients that left the hospital or didn't come to the hospital, or that people stopped coming to their hospital because of Ammon or you? Uh, well, what they did say was simply that there were people who couldn't come because uh, they had to shut the hospital down when we had a protest. Um, you know, they talked about the fact that. The what we said about them has gone all over the world and has gone all over the country, and so there's been a negative um, image and a negative stigma now placed against the hospital. So your protest did not allow patients to go into the hospital, which is false, uh-huh. but that's what they said. Yeah, right. And so it's 100 percent false, but they also shut the hospital down, making claims that you know a bunch of white supremacist terrorists were about to storm the building and blow up the place, et cetera, et cetera. And we have yeah, video those white supremacist Mexican terrorists, you know. Yeah, you, you're a, a Mexican white supremacist. That's a good one. Yeah, just terrorist. like yep. Sheriff David Mexican Clark white Jr. supremacist in Milwaukee, who's black. They named him the same thing. But yeah, <laughs> j- astonishing, absolutely astonishing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, but so it's, well, it's, let, it's, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's wait. Let's look at one other thing here. Ammon Bundy has been branded by the national media and other groups and the government as one, anti-government, but also terroristic and violent. Can any, can you, Diego, can anybody in this country quote me one time where Ammon Bundy promoted or committed an act of violence? Please Not tell me the time that Ammon Bundy committed an act of violence or said, we've got to get violent. Not only can I never can is the answer no can I never do that, but I can share with you that of all the people I know, Ammon is literally one of the most, if not the most peaceful man I've ever met. He's a big soft teddy bear. 
Uh, our family knows his family very well. You know, uh, our family's close. We love him and his family. He's one of the most peaceful men I know. He's one of the men who truly tries to find that line of, you know, how far do I keep turning the other cheek? And he just suffers um, repeatedly because he's trying to do what he believes in his heart is what God wants him to do before man. And not only is he not violent, you know, I carry a firearm with me all the time. I'm sure you guys do as well. Ammon believes in the Second Amendment. He doesn't even carry a firearm. You know, they're calling this, they, they, they want to brand him as the next Timothy McVeigh. He is just a pacifist. He's a peaceful, godly, pacifist they man. They also suggest leading armed militias. Yeah. And how do you do that unarmed, Diego? Say that again. <laughs> they say that he leads armed militias. And my question is, how do you do that unarmed? It's so ridiculous. It's like we were talking about earlier, calling black people and brown people and other people, you know, white supremacists. To me, it's not so ridiculous that they make these false claims. The ridiculous part is that people believe them. And people subject right. themselves to these psychological operations and these psyops, and they subject, them, right. subject themselves to propaganda and believe you're it. You're about flat out of time. I don't mean to interrupt you, Diego. Where do people keep tabs on what you're doing, and we'll have you back? They can go to freedomman.ws. Again, it's freedomman.ws. WS can stand for website, but the reality is you're going to see a lot more stuff like that popping up with .ws because it's outside of American jurisdiction because we now know that the American courts, even in a civil case, can shut down your website because they don't like what you're publishing on it. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. That is chilling. I love the chill of the snow for Christmas. I don't love the chill of tyrannical government. When the government's afraid of the people, ladies and gentlemen, we have liberty. When the people are afraid of the government, we have tyranny. Final note to you. You've got about 30 seconds, Sheriff. Well, this has been an amazing show, Sam, and, and I'll end the way I began, and that is Diego has uh, detailed our need to return to those basic fundamental principles. Merry Christmas, Diego. God Jr. bless the United States. Enjoy Merry stuff. Christmas. Go to CSBOA.org to become a member today. Thank you, Diego Rodriguez. God bless you and your family, and God bless Amity safe for now. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. The preceding show. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. 
a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. Radio and TV don't match up perfect. Uh, so we, you know, we, we're working on that, though, by the way. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes adjustments. We're going to be having a new clock for Liberty Roundtable Live next year, uh, which is going to be tremendous, which will allow for half-hour broadcasts uh, to be isolated and put on YouTube, etc., for different guests and different shows. There's a lot of really cool things that are happening. I'll tell you that right now. So that's good news. Now, there's a journalist that works for The Blaze, and I guess as far as I understand, um, he covered uh, 9-11, or I'm sorry, wow, January the 6th. And I guess now uh, the FBI um, wants to put him up on charges for reporting. He's a journalist. He didn't go into the Capitol. He's a journalist. He was just reporting on things. Um the question becomes, that guy was at January 6th. I was not. Uh, but I did interview uh, um, Stuart Rhodes the day before. And you say, well, Sam, why would you interview a bad guy like that? Look, Stuart Rhodes never went into the Capitol either. Stuart Rhodes never got appropriate due process at all. Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers saved a lot of cops and helped a lot of police uh, that day. And they left their guns over the river. They left their weapons over the river intentionally to try to obey the laws. Okay, Stuart Rhodes is being railroaded, ladies and gentlemen, just like Diego and Ammon Bundy and myself and other. Okay, so if this journalist gets arrested for the blaze, how far am I away from that? I wasn't there, but I interviewed, of all people, Stuart Rhodes the day before. Where does this all lead, ladies and gentlemen? Are they gonna throw all the constitutional conservatives in jail? And all the enemies of liberty gonna run around free? Is that what's gonna happen? Hour one of the Ken, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 